Hi, everyone, and welcome to Artful Reflections. Today's episode is called Creating Safe Places. Now, whether you're at home or still at work, I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. And also, I got to thinking yesterday because I went to the grocery store and, you know, all the workers there were so nice and um, caring and wanting to help. And so I just wanted to mention, you know, of course, it goes without saying that all of our healthcare workers are on the front lines of all this, but maybe not so obviously, you know, all these individuals working at the grocery stores, gas stations, pharmacies, you know, all these people are really on the front lines of as well. So I thought it'd be nice if we all made an effort to thank them for their part in helping us too. Now back to the podcast. Um, when my husband and I first started this, it was my intention to have the episodes be published bi-weekly. And the reason for this is that I just really wanted the content to be intentional and thoughtful. I didn't want anything to be forced. But now that a lot of us are spending time at home for a while, myself included, um, I'm going to be doing weekly published episodes for at least the next few weeks. As I was looking through my episode list, I wanted to have today's topic be something cozy, so I selected an idea I had written down called Creating Safe Places. Now, the springboard for this idea was actually a section in my book called Finding Peace in the Everyday, and the section uh, is called Peace in Safe Places. And as I was wrapping up editing my book, I found myself wanting to add on to this section. But you know how sometimes you just need to be done with a project and move on? Well, that's how I was with wanting to publish my book. So in the back of my mind, I'd always thought I would do a podcast episode expanding on this subject. I just <laughs> didn't think I would be doing it this soon. But anyway, the more I thought about it, the more it seemed like this was a perfect time to discuss this topic. So to provide a little context, I'm going to read this section from my book for those of you who haven't read it. Now, don't worry, this isn't going to be a 30-minute reading session. It'll probably just take a couple minutes. And I'm also going to post the corresponding illustration to my Instagram account, uh, and that's at autumn.soul. And then that way you can picture what I'm describing in this narrative. All right, here is the section called Peace in Safe Places. There is a little restaurant out in the country, not far from where my husband and I live. The location is interesting, almost bridging the transition of development by the freeway with the open expanse of fields dotted with picturesque old farmhouses. Some of them appear to have been abandoned, just sitting in the middle of an open field. I immediately found the area so intriguing and in a way romantic. So of course, I wanted to try eating at this quaint little eatery along the picturesque road. We would often pass it on our way to go on a hike in the nearby foothills. Every time I would request we stop to dine there, but my dear husband was very hesitant, as he is with any new restaurant. <laughs> but after driving by many times, one day he finally succumbed to my begging, and we stopped in to eat. This little roadside joint instantly became one of our favorites. The environment is welcoming and cozy, and the food is delicious. As the summer heat became too much for us, we stopped going on our hikes. Then we went on vacation. One thing led to another, and before we knew it, quite a bit of time had passed before we had been back to our new favorite charming restaurant. Finally, when the weather cooled down, we went on another hike and stopped in for lunch. The waiter, who had gotten to know us to the point where we didn't even have to tell him what we wanted to order, asked us how we'd been. Feeling embarrassed that we hadn't been recent customers, I muttered some apologetic excuses as to why we hadn't been in to dine lately, but that it was good to be back. He smiled at me and commented that it was good to have a safe place to return to. 
His sentiment really struck a chord with me, a safe place to return to. This was something I had felt for a long time, but hadn't realized, if that makes sense. I will explain. For my husband and I, many of our safe places have been the little tiny hole-in-the-wall restaurants we frequented over the years. While we were living in Southern California, there were a few restaurants we ate at multiple times a month. A couple of them we frequented almost every week. In one respect, the staff didn't know us at all, but in another, they knew us better than many other people in our lives at the time. They saw us during times when we were tired and worn out, at times when we were happy it was a weekend, times of serious discussion, and times of lighthearted laughter. When we were about to move away, some of the saddest goodbyes were to the people who worked in these restaurants, and in a way, the establishments themselves. Over the course of seven years, these eateries went from ordinary restaurants to places of refuge for us. I have so many fond memories of spending time in each of them. A couple years later, we went back to our old stomping grounds. When we walked into one of the restaurants, the owner immediately recognized us and came over to greet us. It was good to be back in one of our safe places. We settled into our usual booth and carried on just as if we'd never left. This little picturesque vignette is the end of that section. Sounds cozy, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, to be honest, it is. Uh, And what I just described is a fond memory of mine, but I also want to provide a a little realism here too. Years ago, I heard an individual talk about how they wanted to walk into an establishment and have it be just like a particular TV show they liked. Apparently, they went in and were so disappointed they didn't have the experience they were imagining and ended up leaving. I think sometimes we expect situations or places to be idealized like scenes from a movie. None of these special spots my husband and I had over the years became significant or quote-unquote safe places overnight. And in fact, that last section uh, in the book that I just described of a safe place my husband and I had returned to after a couple years, that almost never even happened. And that very restaurant did not impress me at first. Probably three or four years before the establishment became one of our, again, quote unquote, safe places, we came in with a group of friends for lunch. It was hectic. I remember the menu was buffet style for lunch, and I I just didn't like it. I didn't feel the need to return anytime soon. Uh, But it wasn't until a few years later that we went back to give the restaurant a second try. This time it was during the dinner hour and it had a completely different vibe. It was cozy. It wasn't chaotic. You know, it was warm and welcoming. Uh, You know, I think having a few cozy spots you can retreat to, in my opinion, is very important to have. These places are almost like little home away from homes. Perfect for when you have a little cabin fever, which I realize a lot of us are probably going to be getting soon um, and need to get out. But we still want to have that feeling of comfort. If you are looking for some quote-unquote safe places, here are some little nuggets that, without realizing it, I've looked for. You know, small, quaint uh, places. Think mom and pop or hole-in-the-wall type joints. Cozy ambiance with friendly staff and comfortable chairs and booths. Now, again, as I'm saying all this, I realize, you know, that we're not supposed to be gathering in restaurants and other places. So just tuck these little nuggets away for when it is safe to do so. So all this is great, but what about if you move to a new location and you don't feel at home even in your own house? You know, forget taking the time to seek out 
these quote-unquote safe places in public, you need to establish a safe place in your own home, especially taking into consideration that a move most often includes a new job, a new town, new friends to find. You know, there's so much just general unsettledness, if that's a word, in your life. You know, it's important to have your home be a safe place. I think a lot of us have had that feeling when you've moved into a new house and it just doesn't quite feel like home yet. Even if you really like your new house, you know, it's just new. It's unfamiliar. You know, you're used to the layout and feel of your previous home. And especially now, while many of us are spending a lot of time at home for the next couple of weeks or probably longer, um, our homes are our safe places. So, um, you know, there's so many external sources of stressors right now. Let's try to make our homes a safe haven where we can relax and recharge. So here are a few tidbits I've learned uh, that help create a cozy, safe place at home. Bringing in fresh flowers, you know, house plants, and again, keeping in mind with our current circumstances regarding, you know, limiting going and buying and getting things, um, you might be surprised how you can pull together a nice bouquet with greenery from bushes or other perennials in your yard, even tree clippings, you know, they can make a nice bouquet too. And there's just something comforting about having a little bit of nature inside, Uh, Also, if you don't already have these, you know, you could consider bringing a couple cozy, comfy blankets into the family room. I know a lot of us are watching our spending right now. Um, because we're out of work, so you don't necessarily want to go out and buy anything. But, you know, a lot of us have blankets, you know, maybe on the end of our bed, you know, in the hall closet. You could bring those down into the family room and just make it a little more cozy. Another thing you can try doing is bringing out that inner child and putting up some twinkle lights. I know this is cheesy, but um, it's just really, there's something comforting about the warm glow of string lights. I had them up in a couple rooms in our previous house. And when we moved into our current home, I went up to put some lights up and I thought, "Eh, maybe I'm too old for this now. But then I laughed and thought, you know what, you only live once. So you might as well have some fun ambiance. So up the string lights went. For those of us who like to get creative, um, there's so many options out there with, you know, the ones with little copper wire, you can incorporate them into your decor. I've used them on items um, such as the focal point piece above our fireplace to the canvas above our TV. But again, you don't have to go out and necessarily buy anything to accomplish this. You know, maybe you had tucked away some uh, Christmas lights a few months ago and you could bring those out and make things a little more cozy. Again, just ideas, you know, do whatever is best for you. Another thing I've been doing is diffusing some essential oils such as lavender and rosemary. And at least for me, it has a calming, cozy effect. And um, using these also kind of makes me feel like I'm at a spa. So that's another perk. A lot of the diffusers also have a little light that you can change settings on, which also adds some nice ambiance. In case you can't tell, I love making (laughs) ambiance. So anyway, um, many of us will probably start to get restless as we're doing our part here and staying home for the next couple of weeks. You know, it'll be understandable that we're wanting to get out and visit some of our old favorite restaurants and coffee shops, but it may not be safe to do so yet. You know, you could consider having some fun in your own home and creating an at-home quote-unquote coffee shop or restaurant just for fun. You could try lighting some tea lights, you know, creating that restaurant table vibe or sit at your table with your laptop or tablet and have some coffee like you would if you were to go out to a coffee shop. 
And the last point I wanted to expand on that isn't in my book is that we also can find safe places in others, you know, in people. Even if these important friends or relatives aren't in our everyday lives, some people are lucky enough to have their best friends living close by, but that just isn't a reality for a lot of us. Most of the people I would consider my closest friends, my safe place people, if you will, don't live anywhere near me. In fact, one of them lives on the complete opposite side of the continent. Because of the geographic distance between us, it's easy to lose touch and not have regular communication. But the great thing about having these dear friends is that I know whenever we do talk, it's almost as if there's no distance between us and that no time has passed since the last time we spoke. We just pick up where we left off. So don't be discouraged if most of your quote-unquote safe people aren't nearby. You're, you're not alone. Also, sometimes we may feel like we don't have any quote-unquote safe people in our lives. Again, especially maybe if a lot of our close friends don't live nearby. Um, I've experienced this too. It may take some time, but you never know when someone may show up in your life who could end up being a great friend. It always helps to get yourself out there, whether it be proactively getting to know your neighbors, you know, taking a fitness class, getting involved with community events, volunteering at a local animal shelter. I could go on and on, but there's so many ways of getting to know people in our surroundings. Again, you might need to tuck these little nuggets away until it's safe to be out and about. But the point is, you never know when you may just meet someone at one of these situations who ends up being a close confidant. And remember, establishing a safe place, whether it be a literal location or a quote-unquote safe person, such as what we've been talking about, that can take some time. It takes making memories and establishing rhythms and routines. And if these are going to be meaningful, they usually won't just happen with a snap of a finger. Another important thing to remember is that while at the same time we might be feeling lonely, like we have no one to confide in or reach out to, there probably is someone else in our lives experiencing the same thing. I think it is important to be aware and try to include those people who are often left out. We may not think they care to be included, but let's just let them be the judge of that. Over And this is kind of what I'm referring to here. The, over the years, I've heard um, the following scenario many times when individuals are coming up with who they're going to invite to something, you know, whether it be um, out to dinner or a party get together. You know, I've just heard things like, well, I don't think I'm going to invite them because I don't think they would want to come, you know, or something to that effect. And to be honest, pretty much every time I've heard that said, I, I do understand where the person is coming from um, by thinking this or that person, you know, wouldn't want to come. But the way I see it, you know, it's better to invite someone and then let them decline than to not invite them and then them feel left out. But back to relating to our current situation, you know, is there a safe person you could reach out to for a nice conversation? Perhaps someone you haven't talked to in a while, maybe an old friend from your childhood. I think, you know, right now we're all in this kind of uh, echo chamber, as my husband put it, meaning, you know, we're hearing these news stories from all different directions, kind of the same information coming at us from our TV, social media, and the internet. 
And while, yes, it's good to stay informed, hearing the same things over and over, I can only imagine, drives up our internal stress level. So consider reaching out to someone with whom you could catch up with, reconnect with. It might just take your mind off the stresses of what's going on right now. And even if it doesn't, just hearing a familiar voice from your past can have a calming effect. I know at least for me, when I hear someone's voice who is a close friend of mine from a previous phase of life, it just takes me right back, you know, to that time. And it's kind of heartwarming. So in conclusion, I just wanted to do this follow-up episode and expand on some thoughts I had in the section, um, Peace in Safe Places, of finding peace in the everyday. I hope these tidbits uh, helped you somehow think about how you can incorporate safe places or people even into your life. So in staying with the theme of reflections, I've prepared um, a few for you to ponder and reflect on. Be sure to get a piece of paper and a pen or pencil to write down your answers. Or if you aren't able to write them down, that's okay too. You can answer to yourself. My husband has uploaded downloadable versions of these reflection questions for those of you who would like to print out a copy. To access this resource, click on the link in the show notes or go to my website, autumnsoul.net, and from the Artful Reflections drop-down menu, select podcasts. The link is also in the show notes there. Okay, I will read each question and then pause for a few seconds to allow you to think about your answer. Okay, here we go. The first question is um, referring to before we needed to stay home. So I guess just keep that in mind. Are there any safe places you frequent? For example, coffee shops, a friend's house, church, or library? What makes you feel safe in these places? If you feel you don't have any safe places you can uh, go to, List a few ideas of where you could seek one out. Being that most of us are going to be spending a lot of time at home, what are some things you could do to make your home feel like a safe place? Does this mean setting boundaries with media intake? Again, referring to the echo chamber. Creating cozy ambiance, perhaps? As I mentioned earlier, a safe place doesn't have to be a physical location. It can be someone that you feel safe with. You know, is there a friend, family member, or a significant other you could reach out to and have a um, conversation with that might bring you some calm? Is there a way to spend regular time with this individual? Or at least right now during this time, you know, a phone conversation or a FaceTime If you feel you don't have any quote-unquote safe people close to you, are there places or activities that you could involve yourself with to put yourself out there to meet new people? Now again, of course, do so when it's safe. We're referring to after all this calms down. Have you noticed someone in your life who could maybe use a safe person in their life? I was thinking about this question myself, and um, even, you know, I think, especially based on the way I described it, you know, we think of these people as, you know, having to be close friends or, you know, relatives, but also people that we just run into in our daily lives. You know, again, the people at the grocery store, we can reach out to them and be friendly and see how they're doing. 
if I think back over the years too, you know, not just restaurants, but people that worked at the grocery stores we went to or other places that we frequented all the time, you know, those people, they kind of get to know you too. And they're basically part of your everyday life. What can you do to reach out to a person that you think could be lonely and include them in activities? Or at least for now, reach out over text, social media, or a phone call to see how they're doing. Now, I think especially in this time, I want to add, you know, elderly people. I'm sure a lot of you have relatives out there who are in isolation, especially in retirement home or assistant living type places, you know, they can't go out, they can't have any visitors. And I just, I can't imagine that must be really hard. Okay. So the bottom line is we could all probably use a little extra support during this time. Let's support each other, reach out and see how everyone is doing. Well, that's all I have for this episode. I hope you all are staying well and cozy at home. You can find me on Instagram at autumn.soul and my website is autumnsoul.net. If you liked this episode, it would mean so much to me if you leave a review and also share with a family member or friend. Thank you and until next time.